0: Hello and welcome to the Finding You Podcast. My name is Corey, and on this show, I share with you past experiences that have shaped me into the woman I am today. I share with you the many deaths and rebirths that I have been through as a human to get me closer and closer to finding my soul's calling in this lifetime, finding my true essence, and answering all of the questions that I've always had about myself along the way. So I hope you enjoy, I hope you find value and inspiration here, and above all, I hope you take away that there is nothing you cannot overcome. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Finding You Podcast. This is Corey, and today I'm going to be talking about anxious thought patterns and how to shift them in the moment. So this is something that I think all of us have experienced and especially if you are a survivor of abuse or you struggle with anxiety, depression, self-sabotaging tendencies, I think all of us in today's world experience some sort of anxiety, anxious thoughts, and it's okay, first of all, is what I want you to hear, is that there's nothing wrong with you because you have these thoughts swirling around your mind. These thoughts are stemming from memories, whether that's a past experience that was hurtful in a way that was abusive, or if you were just exposed to a caregiver growing up who had their own anxious outlook on the world, either one of those can result in us carrying these anxious beliefs with us in our subconscious mind as we grow up and then into adulthood. So that's the first thing I want to touch on is that there's nothing wrong with you because you're having anxious thoughts. You're not broken. You're not unfixable. All of these things are in our own control to change and shift. We just need to know how. And the first step is just identifying the fact that we would like to change the fact that we have anxious thoughts. Noticing that we don't like the way that it feels to have them. And that we would like to not have them. And then realizing that we actually do in fact have the power to shift them. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to shift them. And it's actually quite simple. It just takes consistency and awareness. So let's start with awareness. The first step in being able to shift any pattern in your life is gaining awareness of it. From a completely neutral standpoint, as the observer, being able to just observe the thought that's coming up and noticing without getting attached, without spiraling into the emotion of it, but noticing just the fact that, oh, this thought is popping into my head and I don't like the way that that feels. And just sitting with that and observing it, that's the first step. Okay, once you have gotten to the point where you are aware of a thought, now we're going to move into some actionable steps to be able to shift that thought in the moment. So, just for example, this is like a really extreme situation, and it's kind of comical because it's it is and it isn't. It is because I know that it's not going to happen, and it isn't because it is stemming from a space of my subconscious that actually has experienced really, really scary shit. And it's something that I think a lot of moms work through and maybe even parents in general, I'm not sure about dads. Um, but for moms, like it's so easy for us to go spiral straight to the worst case scenario. For example, my kids are out with somebody else and that somebody else, whoever's in charge, doesn't answer their phone when I call. Now, I know that they went to the park. I know that whoever they're with takes great care of them, and they're extremely attentive. Therefore, they're probably not answering their phone because they're watching the kids making sure that they're safe and having fun playing with them at the park, okay? But there is a part of my subconscious that goes straight to the space of oh my god, what if they got in a car crash, and what if they all died, and what if the police don't have my phone number, and I'll never see them again, and what if I just... it pops up on the news, and it just fucking spirals. Like, who can relate to this? I know that a lot of you can, whether it's your kids, whether it's someone else that you care about. I know that we've all had thoughts like this, at least women. I don't know about men, Um, but probably both, I would assume. So... That's my example that I'm going to use for this. Okay, it's extreme. So, when that thought creeps into my mind, I simply gain awareness without judgment of wherever that thought is coming from. And I actually shift from, if you can, it helps. Neutrality is perfect if that works for you. But if you want to take it a step further it really helps to have compassion for yourself. If you can give yourself the frequency of compassion and love in that moment, like almost like you're giving yourself a little energetic hug, like clearly there's a part of you that is concerned and panicked. And if you can kind of comfort that part of self without even having to, we don't have to identify what age she is, what this, what memory this is stemming from, or series of memories this is stemming from, It doesn't matter, we can still send her or him, our inner child, that vibration of love and comfort. And usually once we focus on that for a couple of minutes, we'll feel some sort of release of our nervous system, whether it's a yawn, a deep breath, a sigh, and you'll notice that you'll physically start to relax a little bit more. Once you are a little bit more relaxed, the next thing that you can do is start to actually shift into a different possibility with your conscious thought and intention. So what that would look like with this particular example is, okay, there's a part of me that is concerned and having the thought that my kids and whoever they're with just died in a car crash and that that's why they're not answering their phone. Okay, what's the exact opposite of that? The exact opposite of that scenario is that they are thriving and happy and playing and safe. And let that visual come into your mind. Let the emotions attached to that visual flood through your body. Just imagine that scenario as vividly as possible. Let yourself get lost in that vision for as long as you need to, until your body starts to relax and you notice the panic fading away. And this is how we begin to not only shift in the moment, we're actually repairing the effects of whatever the memories are that this anxiety is stemming from. Again, without even having to identify those memories or when they occurred. And this can be used in an example like I just gave, where it's real time in this moment, something happening that you feel anxious about, and it can also be used in many other scenarios as well. Something else that I use this for a lot is when I start to doubt myself and the decisions that I have made, or I start to worry about the future specifically, and that pulls me out of the present moment. And If we can use this practice when we have fear around the future, especially if we're making significant changes in our lives and taking leaps of faith and doing new things and fully stepping into the unknown, there's going to be moments of doubt, there's going to be moments of fear, there's going to be moments of anxiety. And this is a great practice to use in those moments, like everything that I'm doing with my life right now. It's like, I walked away from so much and i it's because I believe in everything that I'm moving into with every fiber of my being, but there are times when the anxiety comes in and it's like, what if this doesn't impact people the way that I thought that it would? And what if nobody likes what I'm doing? And what if nobody listens to my music? What if everybody hates my podcast? What if nobody buys my course because they don't find value in what I have to offer? For any of these anxious thoughts or thoughts of self-doubt or fear or second-guessing ourselves and a decision that we made from a very embodied place of trusting ourselves and our inner knowing. First, we can come back to the remembrance that we made that decision from a space of self-trust and that we believe in ourselves and that we don't need anybody else to believe in us in order for us to be successful. All we need is our own self-belief. And from there, we can put into practice the steps that I already went through. So if the scenario is, what if nobody ever listens to my music? Okay, well, let's flip that. What if so many people are touched by my music? And what if so many people love the work that I'm doing? And what if so many people benefit from what I have to offer and find value in what I have chosen to do with my life? How does that feel in my body? And letting that vision wash over me and the emotions of that flood into my body and really embodying that, that's how we manifest and in the moments that the fear creeps back in this is a beautiful practice to be able to shift quickly back into that state of higher vibration that we have been creating from from the beginning because we're human even though we have many aspects to our being At the end of the day, we have human minds and we're working through a lot and rewiring a lot. And the more that we expand, the more it creates room for more shit to come up through our uh, subconscious to be rewired. And this is how we do it a little bit at a time by being our biggest cheerleader and by holding ourselves through it. It's beautiful to be able to have friends, family, partner, who can support us and also be that for us as well. But it's really important for us to know how to do this ourselves. It's really important for us to know how to fill up our own cup and not have to rely on other people all the time in order for us to keep going. Of course, there's moments where we do need to reach out for help, and I think it's really important to be able to do that as well. But in our day-to-day life, if we can master the tools and skill sets to be able to hold ourselves through our own self-doubt. It is an invaluable skill set that will stick with us for the rest of our lives and only continue to strengthen. So I hope that this helps you guys. Um, something that I like to do is write tips that I'm working on integrating on my mirror or sticky notes around your house, wherever you would see them in your car. I like to make, um, little phone backgrounds with mantras that I'm working on integrating and embodying. So if that helps you, take some notes. Listen back to this. Take notes from the pieces that stood out the most to you that were the biggest ahas that seemed easy to implement in your day-to-day life. And just have those available for you as a reminder, even if it's just a note on your phone. Because when we're in a state of panic or anxiety, it affects the way that our brain is able to function. And so if we can gain awareness of the fact that we're feeling anxious and panicky, even if we can't think like, oh God, what else did she say on that podcast? I can't remember. It's okay. If you have a, have the steps in a note on your phone, all you have to do is gain awareness that you're feeling anxious or panicked and just open the note on your phone that you created when you were in a regulated state and just go through the steps and eventually after you do that enough times your body will naturally begin to walk you through them so I hope this was helpful and I'll see you guys next week have a beautiful day Thank you so much for being here. It was an honor to have you. If you enjoyed the information that was shared within this episode today, it would be a huge help if you could share the episode with friends or family that you know could benefit in some way from receiving the same information. If you have a few moments to leave a review for the show, that is also immensely helpful. And all of the information that we touched on within the show today will be within the show notes below. Lastly, if you would like to follow me on Instagram, my handle is at Rising.